Hello and welcome to the Curator's Salon podcast. I'm Geeta Joshi. In this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about websites, artists' websites in particular. So I see a lot of artist submissions and oftentimes I will go to their website that they've actually added into their submission form. And also I look at a lot of websites, you know, if there's somebody on Instagram I come across and they seem quite interesting, I'll head over to the website to see and learn more about them, see more of their work and, you know, really kind of get more um, insight into who they are and what they do. One of the things I have noticed is that artists who position themselves as very serious, and yes, I'm doing air quotes, position themselves as serious, whatever that means, and this is quite different for different people, but I mean in a slightly more, let's say, academic sense, for example, can have websites that are just as poor quality as somebody that is like literally new to the game, somebody that is just kind of developing their online presence, um, you know, in the last six to 12 months, for example, and they're just figuring it out. So we would expect somebody that's been around longer, they might have a longer exhibiting history, more experience just through showing their work and, um, you know, collaborations and things like that, to also have a better quality website. Unfortunately, that is often not the case. So this episode is really about talking about artists' websites, whether you're new to it, you've been around for a while, or you've been around a very long time, you still might get some value out of this. So what I want people to think about is that our websites need to be the digital home of everything that we do. So this is where you're able to show your work, talk about you, mention your any media coverage, your exhibiting history and things like that. And you can do it through both words and pictures. So if you've had shows, you might have some installation shots. If you've had some media coverage, you might, again, like have screenshots of the blog or photographs of the paper or, um, you know, any anything like that would work. You know, if, it's, if you've been on podcasts, then often you would have the logo for the podcast and um, a link through to the episode, for example. If you've had various gallery collaborations, again, you know, the installation shots would serve you there. Um, you can also use things like the gallery logo, for example, or the branding, you know, usually you need to get a bit of permission first, but they will usually let you do that. And then again, links through to, um, you know, the feature about your work in that group show, you know, even if it was two years ago or something. The gallery website would typically have some reference to the shows that they have done, and you can link through to that page if it was in the past. Another thing to be adding to your website is things you've got coming up. So if you're going to be going on a residency soon, or you have got open studios or an exhibition that's opening in the next few months, that can also be something that you can add to your website. So my point is, keeping your website up to date and current is it's an ongoing thing, right? You can't, your website is never a one-time thing, you know, make it, build it, and then just forget about it. A lot of times artists are going in there uploading new work, which is great. But really, you know, our visitors come to the website to learn about whatever it is that we're talking about on our social channels. Our social channels, particularly things like Instagram or Facebook, they have a very, you know, when we sort of see somebody's post, we have a short attention span. It's just the nature of those platforms. And we expect more robust information when we come over to the website for that artist. So just a reminder to perhaps schedule some time in, whether it's monthly or even if it's just this weekend and you're doing it, you know, for the first time in a while, you can go ahead and sort of think about what you've been up to recently and what needs updating on your website. The other thing I would love for artists to consider is that visitor journey. So when somebody arrives on your website, what do you want them to do? 
Firstly, we know that we want them to get a full sense of who we are and what we do and what we stand for. The next thing is, like, do we want them to subscribe to your your mailing list, for example, or do we want them to inquire about something? So making it really clear what the call to action is and thinking about what that visitor journey is for people that arrive on your website can really help you design it in a way that is going to be serving you. Because at the end of the day, like nearly everybody is sending people to their own website one way or another. The website would be the place that we would learn more about literally anything that you're doing, or that is how we want it to be. I want to go to your website and learn that you've got open studios coming up, for example, or, you know, I don't need to sort of fish around the internet to to learn that. It would be helpful if that was on your website, if you were having an open studio, for example. So making it really easy for your visitors to find what it is that you are offering at this time, whether it's time-based or, you know, it's just ongoing, right? Things like your bio and your um, artist statement or shows or places that they can buy your work, for example, even if you're sort of showing and selling work through, let's say, Saatchi um, online, you can be making it really clear for your visitors that is where that they where they can go ahead and see more work or purchase work and so on. So websites, massively important, as I say, the digital home of your online presence, and they really should consolidate everything that you do. Now, websites, the SEO, the tech, branding around it, all of this is something we cover in much more depth on my 12-week program called On Being Seen. We start on the 5th of October. So this, as we are entering the biggest selling art selling season of the year, which is typically from now, September through to Christmas, this would be an optimal time if you really want to power up your art business and set yourself up for success, both this selling season and then start the new year strong. So I'm going to add a link in the show notes for On Being Seen, and you can message me on Instagram if you wish to have a call to see if that program is right for you. I hope you found this episode helpful, and remember, make time to update your website. The Curator Salon hopes you enjoyed this production.